Hey ladies, ready to grow? Well, I have the perfect podcast just for you. It's with me. I'm Estia Brown, a licensed therapist and life coach, and now the host of Ready, Set, Grow, the ultimate group therapy podcast experience on the Dear Young Queen Network. Join us as we tackle the challenges of putting healthy habits to work in real life. On Ready, Set, Grow, you'll get tips from me and other experts on coping skills, practical life skills, and just being better. Listen, growing is a lifelong commitment. Let's do it together. Join us. Look for Ready, Set, Grow, the podcast with Estia Brown. Talk soon. Welcome to Dear Young Queen, the podcast. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Young Queen Work in Progress featuring me, Ashley, one of the hosts of the Dear Young Queen podcast. And typically we're joined with our resident licensed therapist, S. Tia Brown. But unfortunately today, Tia is not here. She got her own podcast and that fast she left us, y'all. No, no, I'm just kidding. You know, it's the holidays. It's a holiday week. And so I figured I would, you know, not bother her and just check in with you guys myself this week. So first of all, I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving holiday. I know that we've gotten to the point in time where people are a little bit more particular about how they celebrate this holiday. I saw one friend that said that she was celebrating Indigenous People Day. I saw another friend that said that she's not celebrating Thanksgiving. They're instilling family traditions. So whatever way you look at this week's holiday, I just hope that you got to spend some time with family, got to get some good food, got to enjoy. I had a pretty unique holiday, I guess, this year. For the first time ever, my family decided to do our Thanksgiving dinner on Friday instead of Thursday. I had some family members that were working, that had prior commitments and all of that stuff. And everyone just decided instead of having people missing, like, let's just find a time when we can all sit together since the day is less important. But the moment and the time we spend with our family is mo- is actually most important. It was hard for me because like Fridays are my busiest work day. Um, and I was a little annoyed, but I understood the principle. So yeah, while everybody was judging plates on IG and sending all their well wishes, I definitely didn't feel like it was Thanksgiving. I just felt like it was another day. But again, because we still did dinner on Friday, I was able to at least get my family time in and that was dope. I also have a travel hack for you guys. If you're looking to travel at the holidays, I definitely traveled on Thanksgiving day, like the morning of 6 a.m. type style. And not only was my flight significantly cheaper, but the airport was crickets. Like it was so nice, honestly. And I brought a coach ticket and I got upgraded. So like that tells you everything that you need to know about how busy the airport and the flights were on the off days. So that's a nice little hack. If you guys don't live at home, definitely try that out. But as per usual, I added nothing to the Thanksgiving dinner, but I prepared a perfect punch. Little Casamigos, little strawberry lemonade, some ginger beer. You shake that up. They will think they had a magnificent margarita. Okay. I'm that family member that brings the ice, the cup, the juice, and the alcohol while everyone else slaves in their kitchen. But it's just not my thing. It's not my thing. And I don't want to try to step out of my lane and try to cook something. The shit be bad. Everyone's clowning you. You know, y'all know how it goes. So yeah, late Thanksgiving, but nonetheless, it was delicious. I contributed the best way that I can. And now I'm here all by my lonesome while Tia spends the rest of her holiday with her family. Just like I don't want to keep Tia, I don't want to keep you guys too long on this holiday weekend, although I'm sure some of you are looking to escape from your families. (laughs) 
Sorry, go listen to Ask Ashley. We have a longer episode. Um, but yeah, so I'm not going to keep you long, but I I do know that it's been a while since we put out an interview episode. Our last one was with Nikki Spolstra, which was uh, an incredible episode. If you haven't heard that, just go back and listen to it because you're going to love that. It's been about a month, but last week we did get Crystal's episode. Crystal came through and brought the energy. She's such a girl's girl. I don't know if you guys could tell through the interview, but like... She's the girl that you want in your corner. She's the girl you want on your side. She's so full of life and energy and motivation and support. Like she, when she said she's a girl's girl, she wasn't lying. She really is a girl's girl. If you haven't heard the episode, obviously I want you to go back and listen to it. But in the meantime, since you're here now, we'll do a little catch up and then you can go back and, and listen if you want. Crystal is an on-air host. She also juggles three thriving businesses. By trade, Crystal is an on-air host. But she also keeps herself busy with Fortune and Forks, which is a professional group for empowering women of color. She has Cositas, a beauty brand boasting travel cosmetic bags designed to carry your makeup essentials wherever you go. And her groundbreaking e-guide, Map to Media, a beacon for aspiring on-air talents. So she has her hands in a little bit of everything. And I'm pretty sure we used the word hustler about 150 times on that episode. But the truth of the matter is, is that's what she is. She's a hustler. Where she sees an open opportunity that could potentially match her skill set, she figures out how she can bring it to life. And we get into this in the interview, but it's not necessarily for money. Like, sure, she wants to make money. But bigger than that, she has a spirit inside of her that tells her that she can do it, whatever it is that she sets her mind to. And that's a familiar feeling for me. I've never met a battle, an opportunity, or something that I didn't want to kind of just tackle head on. And that's exactly who Crystal is. And from the moment I met her, I picked up on that. In 2020, I started a Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving dinner series for Dear Young Queen, where I would gather about 20 to 25 women in a room to sit down for a unique dinner experience. It's a bit of a social experiment based on questions and identifier cards and a whole bunch of other things. It's kind of like you have to be there to totally experience it, but it's a women's empowerment dinner on steroids. It's really fly. So anyhow, last year I was able to extend this dinner to five cities around the country. It was going to be five cities in two weeks. (laughs) And I knew that was a task that I couldn't handle on my own. So I tapped Crystal and her partner, Naomi, to join me on this venture. Uh, I had attended a Fortune and Forks event, I don't know, probably like the spring of last year. I was invited by a, a mutual friend of ours, and I was blown away when I sat down at the table. I was surrounded by a group of women that were younger than me, but were all chasing the careers of their dreams in their respective industries. They range from assistants to founders. They range from making a low-end salary to raising $10 million with a private equity firm. And I remember being so inspired and so empowered and yet also so jealous that I didn't have a resource like this when I was that age. I looked at Crystal and I looked at Naomi and I just was, I felt, I felt proud. I didn't even know these girls, but I felt proud to know that at their age, they were assembling like minds. They were creating this space so that at 25, 26, 24, you hit 30s, that you had a network of women that were also journeying along the same path. And so obviously when I tapped them, I knew exactly what I was going to get, right? I knew I was going to get two hardworking founders, but I also know that I would be able to fill the room with other like-minded younger women 
who were very much like a lot of the women in the current Dear Young Queen network. And so we took that we took it on. Uh, Dear Young Queen and Fortune and Forks, we decided, you know what, we're going to hit the road in five cities. And when I first started working with Crystal and Naomi, I, I was a little bit anxious because, you know, sometimes, you know how they talk about like the Gen Zers, y'all, the Gen Zers, they got everything figured it out. They're know-it-alls. They're very sensitive. You know, all the things that they warn you about. And, and I didn't hit any of that with Crystal and Naomi. I ran into hard workers who were creative, who knew how to decline an idea with respect and knew how to keep an open mind when I had an idea. And and we marked it, right? We really worked together in a beautiful way to pull off an incredible dinner series across five cities, New York, LA, Miami, DC, and Atlanta. Crystal mentions it in, in the interview, but it, it it was something that made me feel really connected to these women. Naomi has a full-time job during the day. She's a producer at Spring Hill. But that meant that Crystal and I did a lot of the work during the day together. And as I worked with her, I got to know about other things she had going on in her life. That is what made me know and co-sign that 100% outside of Fortune and Fork, just the way she moves equals that word, hustler. A woman who's a hustler is my vibe. And one of the key moments in the interview that we did with Crystal last week that stuck out to me is how she talked about how being a hustler came natural to her because she's a native New Yorker. Now, I'm not a native New Yorker, but I've been here since college. And the hustle and the fire that the city lit underneath me, I could only imagine what it feels like if you were born and raised in that city. But she's not in New York anymore. She recently moved to Miami. And one of the things that she's struggling with is that hustle mentality. It's pretty easy to hustle in New York City, right? You open your door, everyone's moving a million miles an hour, people have places to go, you can do your work day, there's an event after, there's an after hours, there is just like a constant go. You're you're going from train to bus to Uber to walking, it is a, a nonstop. But when you get to Miami, that energy doesn't meet you out the door, you have to create that energy. And Crystal, Crystal shared that she's struggling with that. Here's the clip. So we talked about a product line. We talked about books. We talked about communities. I said hustler. Yeah. You're from New York. Right. So it, it kind of makes that's sense. A short, that's a I'm short a answer. Right. I'm a hustler. But like, why? What in you? Who around you? What gets you like, this is not enough. This is not enough. I yeah. need more. I can't stop. Right? Because yeah. a lot of people are content with. Maybe having Cositas and like figuring out how to rock that, like take right, Cositas right. to the moon. Yeah. You want to take Cositas to the moon and Fortune of Forks to the moon and Map to Media to the moon. And back. And, yeah. and, and, and hit Mars. Shit, I might do law when I'm done here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, coming from a family that has landed in the middle economically, I just feel like that has always made me, well, I ain't going south, so I'm going north. And that has always pushed me to be like, okay, what can I do that's really going to fulfill me? And honestly, working fulfills me mm-hmm, so much. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I'm trying to get comfortable now not working as much or like being in that New York rat race now that I've moved down here to Miami. It's giving me anxiety trying to like get comfortable. Because New York is early. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. stressful. Like, Because you feel is. like you should be doing more? Yes. Yes. So for me, it's been it's been quite the transition coming down here, but also the family that I come from. Like my grandfather, he's pushing eighty right now, and he still works. Mm-hmm. Like he don't like to sit down. That's my dad mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. He don't like to sit down. And my grandmother, like she was she was a housewife, but she had overcome so much in her life, like just like personal battles that she dealt with, and 
just seeing her overcome those things made me feel like, okay, if she could do that, mm. I could do anything. Yeah. So, like, that in, in combination with, like, my grandfather's yes, work yes. ethic and my mom, the way my mom raised me, like, no calling out from work, little no. disciplinary things yes. like that yeah. have really shaped yeah. me to who I am. And you, you know, when you were a kid, you hate to hear, like, what your parents had to say, but those little things that my mom and, like, the village yeah. that raised me really implemented into my brain ain't they i'm not satisfied with the pick the pick offense like i need you like it's something else enough. i need more yeah you like more. i want it to be electronic i wanted to pull out right this topic is something that's close to my heart because i've probably been battling with this for at least 15 years if not more i am someone that can work myself into exhaustion i can work myself into sickness I can work myself into an anxiety attack. I want to say it was 2021. I was really just in a state of working my ass off. I was chasing a project. I was trying to close an opportunity. My business became too much for me to manage on my own, but I wasn't sure how I could employ other people to help me. So that meant working until two, three in the morning and then waking back up at six o'clock. It meant missing out on three square healthy meals. It meant snacking or it meant working until I had such a headache that it was like, oh shit, time to eat. And, and it wasn't healthy and I knew it wasn't healthy, but what I knew more than anything is I needed to get this work done. And you hear people say, oh, it'll stress you out. Don't work too hard. It'll affect your body. And I had heard all of those types of warnings. But it wasn't until I had my first actual anxiety attack that I was like, oh, shit, this is what they mean. I had dealt with anxiety after a pretty traumatic experience that happened to me in 2016, but I had never had an actual anxiety attack, a moment where my throat closed up. I got short of breath, where I got dizzy and nauseous, and I just basically couldn't sit upright. Like I had to touch the ground and the floor. And I remember feeling it like nothing had sparked it right? There was no fight or argument. There literally was nothing that could have brought this anxiety on, but my body had just reached its breaking point. And it wasn't until maybe two weeks after that, that I realized as I was washing my hair, that my hair had been falling out as well. And then maybe a week and a half after that, I had an extreme stomach pain. I went to the doctor and found out I had an ulcer. I also ended up having a heart issue. Like I was having severe heart pains that I thought could be a heart attack, but I didn't have any of the other symptoms, right? You know, they say that your arm goes numb or you'll feel it in your shoulder, you know, whatever the other things were, I had none of that. So I started going to the doctor. She sent me home with an EKG machine to monitor my heart. Anytime I felt the feeling, I had to press this button. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized that like, I had to stop. I have to put in an end work time. I cannot sit here every single day, run off of three, four hours of sleep, no healthy food, barely drink water and survive on Red Bull. It wasn't until I was at the bottom of this that I really realized I needed to make a change. It is also during that time that I learned that there's a such thing as a workaholic. Yes, you can be an alcoholic. You can actually be a work of holic. So the term workaholic has been watered down. Work addiction or workaholism is a real condition. People with this mental health condition are unable to stop putting in unnecessarily long hours at the office or obsessing over their work performance. Although workaholism has been studied for nearly 45 years, today's digital world adds a new dimension to the concept of work addiction. While workaholics may use overwork as an escape from personal problems, 
workaholism can also damage relationships and physical and mental health. Work addiction is more common in women and people who describe themselves as perfectionists. So off top, if you're a woman listening to this, you are more likely to be a workaholic. And while it's true, you can drive yourself to sickness. On the other end, I'm very much like Crystal and I'm the same person that can lose sleep, worry myself to death and give myself an anxiety attack over not having any work to do. <laughs> it's literally like the anxiety about the future is so scary that it, it builds up the same level of stress that overworking builds up. And I just feel like I am in this horrible catch-22 where I'm just choosing the lesser of two evils. I often find myself feeling that when I'm faced with these options, that overworking is the better option. Yeah, I know it's not the best option, but at least overworking gives me some sort of benefit at the end of this, right? I feel like at least I got an experience or I increased my Rolodex or I set myself up for the next opportunity or maybe I just got some more money. But either way, I feel like the overworking is not just for myself, but it's for the others around me. And when I take my foot off the gas and I'm not working as hard, I feel like I'm letting my people down. We talked about this a little bit also in the episode. Crystal shared that so much of what brings her joy is being able to put her family onto these experiences. Here, here, listen to this. And I also love like bringing my family along with with me for those experiences. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, seeing their face. Like, for example, you know, we talk about we love Avra. I had took my family to Avra for my uncle's birthday and they loved it. And just like seeing the way they react to stuff like that. I think that sometimes more I do it more so even for less of myself and more for my family. Mm. But I'm going to get deep with you. I had a conversation with my cousin, one of my cousins, who I think she's scared of what it means to actually have to exist in the workplace. And I said, you know, don't you want to make your grandma proud? They busted their ass to give us the opportunity that we're given so that we can go and do double what they did. Mm-hmm. And you're actually failing them if you don't get up off of your ass. I mean, as you can hear my voice, I don't know why I get to screaming, but I'm just so passionate about of, about us owing it, not only providing opportunities for our family, but us owing it to the family that is no longer with us or the family that provided us these opportunities. People always ask me what defines a queen. It's not just about the crown. It's about that inner spark. That unmistakable ding of confidence that radiates from within. Confidence is not, I hope they will like me. Confidence is, I'll be fine if they don't. It's that unshakable belief that you're fine just as you are, whether they like you or not. Orbit Gum is here to celebrate queens who wear their confidence with pride. We call it that ding. In a world that often tells confident women to tone it down, we say nonsense. At Dear Young Queen, we encourage you to unleash your confidence because you've got that ding inside of you and it's contagious. Orbit, making people feel fresher and more confident through chewing. Confidence is contagious. Do what makes you ding. But the final point that I was so happy we touched on on this episode was the importance of having a supportive partner when you're a woman who's out here hustling to create her own. So often women are told you can't have it all. If you are going to be the super CEO, if you're going to be a boss, if you're going to be a founder, you probably have had to give up in your personal life or your family. And I just feel like Crystal is the perfect example of if you meet the right partner, they will empower you to be the best version of yourself. 
They tell us all the time that you can't have it all. And so much so that a lot of women have believed that. I have to admit, I've been guilty of believing that. I've gone through points in my career where I've really had to sit with the fact, like, would I be okay? Like, like the Doja Cat song, like crying all alone in my mansion, right? To not have little kids running around because I don't know, my clock is ticking. But when I look at my life, my clock is ticking on my career as well. And a lot of us are guilty of believing that, or at least if we don't want to admit we believe it, letting it seep into our brains that it could be true. I've been hearing this since I, since I entered the music industry at 18. I would look at all the boss women in the music industry and they would all be single. Um, and so I did kind of feed into it. But the more and more and more that I meet women that are with the right partner, the more and more I realize how untrue that statement is. You can have it all. You can have it all, but you have to choose the right man. There are men who get off on having women that are out here get into the bag. There are men that love nothing more than to to ask how they can help to figure out. I, I dated a guy that wanted to learn how to use the podcast editing software because he knew it would give me my time back and it would help. Like, it's just important, important, important for people like me and Crystal and other women who have seen it in real life to squash that sentiment that we can't have it all and to raise up more examples like Crystal of women who are doing it and doing with it with a partner. So. Yes. A lot of all of this hustle is usually associated with a woman out here that gotta like get these bills paid. You know, like it's usually a sign of a super independent woman. Yes. Ultimate hustler, three business, four business definitely usually means like no relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It means that you're in love with your work, you're in love with your career. Pick one. And like also, it's probably very intimidating to a man that you have so much going on. If he don't got nothing. (laughs) Okay. But one thing that I love about you is that you hustle like this still Mm -hmm. while having a relationship and a man that you not only love, but is also super supportive of all of the things that you do. That's beautiful. Honestly, I'm like so, so grateful for it because a lot of times it's so easy to get caught up and just kind of like kick your feet up in a relationship when you are kind of like taken care of. Of course. It's so easy. It is. But- They always make us pick, but we don't have to pick. No. You just got to pick the right person. Mm -hmm, That's the only picking mm -hmm. you need to do. And And you said the right thing. You pick. You pick. Absolutely. You pick. Not the other way around. Right. You feel me? You pick. And that's honestly. We live in a different era. Y'all know what I'm saying. We live in a different era. Yeah. You pick. You pick. So if any part of even my experience today felt familiar to you, I really encourage you to check out Crystal's episode and listen to her experience as well. If you are a young woman of color who is looking for a professional women's resource group, please check out Fortune and Forks. Also, so Crystal and Naomi and I were super excited to do Friendsgiving again this year. Uh, Friendsgiving is a six-figure activation to do five cities across the country. And a lot of these businesses and brands that typically support are, you know, claiming the recession or claiming their budgets are closed and all of those things. So we were only able to find a small amount of money with Lobos. Shout out to Lobos. And instead of us doing another group activity, Crystal and Naomi took the Friendsgiving on themselves and killed it. So if you are looking for a professional women's resource group or looking to join just for some professional women in New York, L.A., 
Miami, D.C., or Atlanta, please check out Crystal's group, Fortune and Forks. Check out their page. You'll see the photos from last year's Friendsgiving and even their Friendsgiving this year. I really encourage you to check it out if you're looking for a bunch of other like-minded individuals. And if you're looking for more Dear Young Queen, don't you worry, because next week we are back with another episode. As always, if you're not already following Dear Young Queen, follow Dear Young Queen. And if you haven't yet, please go to your podcast app and rate Dear Young Queen Podcast five stars. If you can, leave a comment, share with me what you're looking for, what you wanna hear more of, less of. And again, if you have a woman that you think would be great to be on the Dear Young Queen Podcast, please shoot us an email, hi at dearyoungqueen.com with your suggestion, or if you're a woman yourself, slide on in. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Go work off all that food you ate this weekend. (laughs) But again, if you're looking for more content today, you need to hear more stuff, head over, check out the newest episode of Ask Ashley. Till next week. This holiday season, NYC Panto presents Sleeping Beauty, the age-old tale of a beautiful young girl cursed to sleep for a hundred years, only to be awoken by true love's kiss. Wait. This doesn't seem like the kind of show Dear Young Queen would promote. Where's the girl power? The female agency? And let's not forget the tricky theme of consent. Luckily, we've got a sleeping beauty for the 21st century. A badass beauty brimming with confidence, self-reliance and panache. A show filled with satire, sing-along moments and sauciness. Led by drag queen Gina Tonic and a cast of hilarious comic actors, catch NYC Panto's Sleeping Beauty at Caveat in NYC on December 2nd and 9th at 4pm. Livestream tickets are also available for out-of-towners. Grab your tickets at caveat.nyc and use code BEAUTY for $25 tickets.